a brand new series for this month called Spread the Ops, Exposing the Schemes of the Kingdom of Darkness. And if you don't know what the ops is, basically it's short for the opposition, the kingdom of darkness, Satan and his demons. And we're going to spread them out. Amen. South Sac style. We're going to spread these demons out and get them out of our lives. Amen. We we need to understand, like it says in Ephesians chapter six, that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. That mean the enemy. That being said, the enemy is not your spouse. It's not your tia. It's not your mom. It's not your dad. Okay, it's the devil. It's the ops, okay? And so we've been talking about that. And last week, just to give you a quick review, we talked about one of the things that Satan is all about, okay? And he is a divider. And we looked at John chapter 17, and this really blew my mind, understanding that in this, in this scripture, Jesus is about to leave the earth. He's about to leave the disciples on the planet with the awesome opportunity and responsibility to spread the gospel. They're all he's got. And he goes before God the Father and he prays something. Now, he doesn't pray what I would have probably chose to pray. I would have probably said, God, anoint them, give them power, you know, keep them. The number one thing he prays, he says, God, I just ask that you keep them united. Read it yourself and go back and listen to that message because it's real eye-opening. And I had to ask myself like, Jesus, all the things you could have prayed and what was most on your heart was keeping the believers united. And so it caused me to look at why unity is so important. And, and, and why did he pray that God would protect the early church, the early apostles and disciples from disunity? Or division. Well, we looked at that and we saw that the devil, Satan, the name, actually the the term devil, actually comes from a Greek word called diavolos, not avalos, because I know we might have some avaloses over here. Not that, but the diavolos. What that means, if that's your last name, we need to change that, okay? We need to pray about a name change. But diavolos actually means divider or splitter. And so we see that the thing in the Bible that that a name for Satan, the devil actually means splitter and divider, which tells us this. That's the goal of the enemy in the kingdom. He wants to come and he wants to divide his his number one scheme is to bring division. 
And what does he want to bring division against? The things you love. He wants to divide you against God. He wants to divide you in your marriage. He wants to divide you from your family. He, anywhere that the, that the devil is, there will always be division. Now, what I want to see happen as the shepherd of this house is I want us to all move from being dividers to uniters. Because if you're a divider, you're not working for Jesus. You're not working with Jesus. You're actually working with the ops. Amen? And we don't want to work with them. We want to be in the kingdom of light. Now, here's the problem. All of us, before we came to Jesus, and we talked about this, all of us were in the kingdom of darkness. And the kingdom of this world functions and thrives on division. It loves division. You don't believe me? Get on social media for 10 minutes and see what you'll come across. You'll come across all these YouTubers and these social media personalities. And they love to point out division and do whole rants against this man of God or this church and why you shouldn't do this. And there's just division, division, division. Why? Because division equals drama. And the flesh loves drama. But you need to save the drama for your mama. I'm going to need security walking out of here. Somebody didn't like me talking about their mama. But understand, right? The old us loves drama. All of us. Somebody's like, no, not me. Yes, you. Right? That's why some of the older generation, they love novellas. Soap operas, right? I used to go over to my grandparents' house all the time. Oh, man, they loved God, but boy, did they love some drama, too. I walk in there and you hear the theme song, the Dos Mujeres, Un Camino. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. You know, you, you, you walk in, it's like, oh, and they would be glued to that TV. And then we see now this generation has reality television. And it's all drama. Right? The Housewives of Orange County, Housewives of Atlanta, Housewives of whatever, it's drama. And the drama is usually caused... By dividers. And so the old us thinks that's a part of life. It's how life works. But you're no longer in the kingdom of darkness. You're in the kingdom of light. And so you've got to understand that in the kingdom of God, division is not allowed. Unity is allowed. So we talked about that. Just giving you a quick review because I want to jump into some other things here. And so we looked at what the devil does. He divides. He's trying to divide your marriage. He's trying to divide your families. He's trying to divide you from your godly friendships. He's trying to divide at your place of work, at your business. He's trying to divide. And some of us are allowing him to use us. And that needs to stop. Because you can't be a follower of Jesus Christ and be a divider. And some of you, your whole life, all you've been is a divider. You don't get to do that and follow Jesus. Did y'all hear what I just said? I know it sounds very definite, but I'm going to show you in the word of God why one of the things that God hates is division. 
And some of you, you were that guy at school. Remember that guy? You going to let him talk to you like that? Did you see how that dude looked at him? If he looked at me like that, I'd sock him in the mouth. Come on. Some of you guys were that guy stirring the pot, stirring the pot. Come on. How many will be honest with me? Amen. Can I just tell you something? I was real good at that. I was real good at that. And so were some of you. And then there's some of you ladies. Don't get me started on the ladies. Girls, you love to do these. Some of y'all stole other people's man. Come on. And you thrived on it. Yeah, I took your man. I steal your man. What's up? You know, it's like. We don't get to do that in the kingdom of God. We don't get to. Oh, here's a big one. Y'all ain't ready for this. We don't get to gossip anymore. I'm just going to let that marinate a little bit. Because here's the thing. Some of you love gossip way too much. We all like it because it's an act of the flesh. But some of y'all, way too much. Here's what you don't understand. Every time you gossip, you do Satan's will. Now, here's the thing. Gossip ain't just for women no more. We got some men. Some of y'all men gossip like you're a woman. And that could be because there was no father in your house. That's a whole nother message right there. So, so this is the things that we talked about, okay? And so here's what I want to stress to you this morning before I let you go. That we need to understand and recognize division as an act of Satan. Amen? Satan is a divider. We see that all throughout the word. What did Satan do? What, what is it that made Satan Satan? How did Lucifer go from Lucifer, star of the morning, uh, to the devil? You want to know how? He tried to split heaven. The Bible says he took a third of the angels and he said, I want to be lifted up. I want to be worshiped. And I know the Bible says there was a war in heaven, but that war actually only lasted like a second because Jesus testified and said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I see it like this. Satan said, I want to be, he was cast out that quick. You want to know why? Catch this now. Disunity will not be tolerated by God. I need to say this because some of you don't fear God. You run your mouth about your family members way too much. You talk about your coworkers like it doesn't matter. And it matters to God. When you lose your job and then you're praying and say, God, I need another job. Some of you are eating the fruit of being a divider. And I need you to listen this morning because I could save your life. I could save your job. I could save your relationships. We could heal your family if you grasp this today. So Satan's a divider. First thing he does, he tries to divide heaven. Then we see in the Garden of Eden, God is walking in the garden with Adam and Eve. Satan comes in. What does he do? He divides them from God. How does he do it? Ready? His words. Did God really say that? I don't think he said it like that. Look at this fruit. Doesn't it look good? Try it. What happens? Eve is divided from Adam's instruction. 
And guess what happens? Disunity is not tolerated. What does God do? Cast them out of the garden. Disqualifies them from their Eden. See, some of you, you're wondering why breakthroughs aren't happening for you. Why hasn't the business taken off? Why isn't the marriage getting better? Why isn't my life changing? Could it be your mouth is disqualifying you from your Eden? So, so we're doing all the right stuff, but we're dividers and division will not be tolerated. So God cast Adam and Eve out of the garden, but it doesn't stop there. Then Adam and Eve have two sons, Cain and Abel. Now here's what you got to catch. Cain and Abel, we know the story. Cain ends up murdering Abel. But did you know the issue was about worship? Two worshipers were worshiping God. And one listens to the enemy and murders his brother. Because Abel's sacrifice was received and Cain's was not. And what does God tell Cain? Man, you didn't have to kill him, didn't you know? If you just did what he did, I'd give you the same blessing. But here's the problem. Cain was a hater, like some of us in this room. Why do they get the blessing? Come on, you all know what I'm talking about here. Somebody gets a new car and somebody gossips about it. Hey, God is saying to you, hey, if you just do right, I'll get you a new car too. But that's not good enough for you. You got to hate. Somebody gets a man and you've been waiting. Why she got a man? And God is saying this to you. If you just do right, I'll get you a man too. But you won't do right. You know what you do instead? You gossip. Yeah, she got a man. I don't want his man. He got a big head anyway. Big old. I don't like that man. And guess what you're doing? Division. And division will not be tolerated. Why is, vision, why is division not tolerated? Well, let's look at the Bible here, okay? Genesis chapter 11, 5, 6, and 7. Because I need to convince you these aren't my thoughts. <laughs> these are God thought, God's thoughts. Because if it was up to me, I wouldn't put that high of a premium on unity. And you want to know why I wouldn't? Because it's very hard to obtain. So I would have put unity like, okay, God, unity is important, but let's make it third or fourth. God says, nope, unity is number one. His ways are higher than my ways. Let's prove it to you. All right, Genesis 11, 5 and 6, the New Living Translation. But the Lord came down to look at the city and the tower the people were building. He says, look, the people are united. They all speak the same language. After this, nothing they set out to do will be impossible for them. Now, this is the story of the Tower of Babel. Most of you know the story. It was a time when they all got together and said, hey, let's build a tower to reach God. But God makes a strong statement here. If the people are united and they speak the same language, nothing they set out to do will be impossible for them. I want you to write this down today and I want you to remember this. Unity makes the impossible possible. Unity makes the impossible possible. Let's say that together on the count of three. One, two, three. Unity makes the impossible possible. 
This is why Satan is trying to attack your unity. Married couples, if you and your spouse could ever get on the same page, you'll do things that seem impossible. We'll never own a house in this economy. Unity makes the impossible possible. Pastor, I got three kids. How am I supposed to get these three kids into college? You know how expensive college is? Man, that's impossible. Unity makes the impossible possible. Pastor, everybody in my family's been divorced. I, my tias are divorced. My uncles are divorced. My grandmother was divorced. My great-grandfather, we're just under this curse. Unity makes the impossible possible. Satan knows this. So Satan looks at a married couple and his number one thing he's going to do is try to divide y'all. Try to divide y'all. Try to keep you on separate pages. That's why the goal of every marriage should not be to be right. It should be to be connected. We talked a little bit about that last week. Go back and listen to that. Because you don't have to agree to be in unity. But you do need to know this. The battle that you need to fight with your spouse is to be united. Because if two people can be united, unity makes the impossible possible. And this is usually where the single people are all sad. Well, dang, what, what, what about? See, God, I... You, I ain't got nobody to be united with. No, 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 singles. I'm doing you a favor. Because you better pick somebody that you can be united with. Because the fools you've been picking are just fine. You date people you're attracted to, and that's it. That's going to be a problem. Yes, he got good hair, good teeth, nice car, but that's all he got. What can you be united around? That's why he ain't came yet, ladies. Fellas, that's why he ain't here yet. Because you don't even know what you believe. You need to find what God has called you to do and then find somebody that can unite around that. Instead of just looking for somebody that look good. Pastor, I need somebody with abs. Pastor, I need some. She, she got to have a Coke bottle figure, Pastor. I just, I just, see, you're missing it. You're missing it. Because what good are abs if you don't even agree on going to church every Sunday? You don't even agree if serving God's important. You don't even agree on your core beliefs. The only thing you can unite on is the flesh. That's it. Guys, I got to tell you again, it's on the screen behind me. You better, you better get it. Unity makes the impossible possible. The power in a marriage 
is two people being united because that unity can accomplish incredible things. So Satan's number one thing, I'm going to divide you. I'm going to divide you. And single people, he starts by first causing you to pick people that you don't unite with. And some of you have been dating these jokers. Come on. Come on. You know, you come on. I want security. He don't give a rip about security. I want a man who got a career. All he wants is a job. And those are two different things. I just want somebody to love me. All he wants is someone to have sex with. See, no unity. And without unity, there'll be division. Could this be why we have so much divorce in the land right now? Is this helping anybody today? So what the Bible tells me and what God himself said, this is a statement made from the triune, from the trinity. They said if man can be united, nothing will be impossible for him. Let's keep going. Look over here at Psalm 133, 1 through 3. Let me give you another reason unity is so important in your life. It says, behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It's like the precious oil upon the head, running down on the beard, running down the beard of Aaron, running down the edge of his garments. It's like the dew of Hermon descending upon the mountains of Zion, which is the church. For there the Lord commands the blessing. Life forevermore. So I want you to write this down. Unity brings the commanded blessing. Unity brings the commanded blessing. When you and your wife are united, blessing flows. As long as you're divided, the blessing stops. So here's what we have in America right now, right? We have this love of appearance rather than substance, Renato. We have this problem. And that means this. I'm good as long as everybody thinks I'm good. But that's not true. It doesn't matter what everybody thinks. What matters is if I'm good or not. So here's what you're going to have to do, right? You're going to have to fight for unity in your marriage. And I have to tell you something. It's a fight. It's a fight. There's work involved. Sometimes you're going to have to let a counselor come in and give you input. But here's the problem. Some of you don't want to do that. You'd rather just live in disunity. And the church said, got real quiet in this Baptist church today. But it's true. If unity is so important, you're going to have to work for it. You're going to have to work for it. Because you and your spouse are different. Amen? That's usually how it works. Talked about that last week. So if unity brings the commanded blessing, I've got to understand why it's so important to be a uniter and I got to quit being a divider. The line is drawn in the sand, people. You can't be a Christian and be a causer of division. My prayer is this. At this year's Thanksgiving dinner, things are going to be different. 
at this year's Thanksgiving dinner, mom, you're going to keep your mouth shut. Your cousin don't need to know that you don't like her boyfriend. Because it's not the time for that. And you're not the person that should tell her that. So guess what I'm going to do for the sake of not causing division? Shutty. Some of y'all ain't liking this today. Dad, you got a decision to make this year. You're going to be a uniter of the family and keep your mouth shut about your politics and the fact that you don't like your nephew's orange hair because when I divide I do Satan's will when I unite I do God's will and what is the bonding agent of uniting it's love and if I'm a follower of Jesus I could love everybody. I don't have to agree with you. Amen? Amen. We got to get more of this in the body of Christ. We got to get to the place where we love everybody, even people we don't agree with. Come on, Trump supporters. You got to love them Joe Biden supporters. If there are any, I don't know if there are any nowadays. I don't know. But if there are, we love them. And here, oh, this is a big one right here. And you Joe Biden supporters. If there are any, you need to love them Trump supporters. Come on, somebody. Oh, no, Pastor, I can't do that. You need to get saved then. And you may need to get a devil cast out of you. Because the devils divide. Now, I, this is where I want to make something clear. I'm almost, I'm almost ending here, but this is where I want to make something very clear for us today. And that is this. Division is a serious crime against God. How can I say that? I'm going to go through some scriptures real quick that I need you to catch. See, in the kingdom of God, remember, in the world, it's a part of life. This is how we get down. We love to give our opinions. We love to talk trash. We love to divide. We love to do all this stuff, right? But in the kingdom of God, God frowns upon that. And remember, division will not be tolerated. Division's a serious crime against God. And when you read the New Testament, guys, when you read the New Testament, all right, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, 10 through 17, it says this. Paul writes to the early church and he says, now I plead with you. Oh, such strong language. He didn't just say, hey, by the way. No, he's like this. I plead with you. I beg you, basically. He says, now I plead with you, brethren, by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing and that there be no division among you, but that you should be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. And he goes on in the scripture and he says, some of you are saying I'm of Cephas, I'm of this person, I'm of that person. He's like, quit it because all you're doing is dividing. Division is a serious crime against God. He hates it. He even mentions it in the book of Proverbs, chapter 6, 19. I don't have the time to get into that. 
but he basically thinks there are six things that God hates. Most of them have to do with causing division. The last thing is actually a, someone that causes discord. So if God hates that, how can I say I'm a follower of Jesus Christ and be nothing but a divider? Now, here's the thing. I realize some of us, you've lived your whole life this way. You may need deliverance, which simply means this. We may need to get and break the influence of demonic activity out of your life so you could see things different. But then there's others of us. It might not be demonic. It could be an emotional response to things you've went through. Like trauma. Trauma, many times in people, causes an element of distrust towards others. And that distrust can be used to create discord. Because you're always the one that has to see things in a negative light. We go, amen, Pastor Willard is a man of God. We love that. But the trauma in your life doesn't allow you to trust. So guess what you go right to? I don't know, he used to, he used to smoke heroin. How could he be a man of God? He used to do this, that, and the third. And now that goes out and you have an inability to trust so guess what you do instead? You attack. You find fault. You become the notorious fault finder. You thought I was going to say notorious B.I.G. No, 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 no. Stay with me. You become a fault finder. And this is a problem. Many people that are dividers, listen now, hear my heart, don't mean to be. You just need to get healed and you need to get whole. That's all it is. That's all it is. I know I'm, 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 I'm drawing a line in the sand. I know I'm giving you an opportunity to cross over. But I fully realize some of you, that seems like something so far to do. But here's the thing. It's not. It definitely will take some work. You're going to need to get healed. You're going to need some help in the form of deliverance, in the form of therapy, in the form of counseling. And it shouldn't matter to you. You know what should matter? God, I want to be more like you. I want to be a uniter. Somebody needs to hear this today because you've been resisting help. You trust in yourself too much. Your marriage is suffering because you won't go to a counselor. Your marriage is suffering because you won't go to therapy. Unity is, is so important. And you gotta get rid of the things that keep uni unity possible in your life. And sometimes it's the trauma in our life that causes us to have the inability to unify. I'm going to get more into this in the weeks to come. 
But I need you to see, guys, that the ops, number one thing he wants to do is cause division in everything you love. And if you're going to be a follower of Jesus Christ, you've got to make a decision. I'm tired of being a divider. You know what that means? You got to hate gossip. Quit talking about folks. You gotta hate that. You know what else that means? You gotta quit elevating your opinion over everybody else's. We all don't need to know what you think. Amen? Because you know why? It doesn't matter what you think. Sorry, I just had a rock flashback right there. Because too many times we elevate what we think above what is right. Hey everybody, Pastor Sergio here. and We just want to thank you for tuning in to our podcast. Make sure you check us out next week as we continue this series.